Here's a sneak peek from this week's episode. Number four, Savannah or Charleston? Yeah, so if you, so coastal cities, just more of a feel for like a coastal Christmas. And these historic cities, like people just decorate their homes, right? And the hotels just decorate so nicely at Christmas time. But then like going on through the winter, you're just going to be able to experience just a milder climate, right? If you're from somewhere that's really cold, kind of escape that cold and then not have the crowds as well. I'm Scott. And I'm Melissa. And we are the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do, or those who want to learn more about travel, or even those that just want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear about our firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most interesting and amazing places on Earth. This week, we want to share some travel ideas that will help awaken your wanderlust for travel in the winter. Most people think of traveling in the summer, but we think winter is the perfect time to explore new destinations and have so many choices, whether you are looking for that magical winter wonderland or maybe escape the cold to somewhere warm and tropical. We will cover it all. So pack your bags with something warm and maybe a bathing suit or two, and let's get started on discovering your perfect winter getaway. I've always had this picturesque image of winter wonderland at Christmas time, but since moving to the beach, I'm learning to appreciate a bit of sunny, sandy Christmas. It was nice last night enjoying our local Christmas market down by the marina without freezing to death. Make sure you check out some of the videos and pictures on our social media at Sunshine Travelers Podcast. We know that some people listening to this episode are experiencing months on end of gray skies and bone-chilling cold. You're probably ready for that escape to somewhere warm. But for others, the allure of snow and maybe some winter sports is calling for you. So we want to give you a few options that will help you fill your bucket list winter destinations. Before we get started, Melissa, I mean, what is your winter? So I don't like the cold unless I... Like have like I have a purpose. Like so, if I'm going skiing and I'm putting on my long underwear and my gloves and I'm like prepared for the weather, I guess. Or, I mean, I guess. So we've also been to like London and Paris in the winter time, and so I think just like knowing, okay, it's going to be cold and you're going to be outside because you're going to want to explore. Not having like an activity makes it really hard to just say, oh, I want to be somewhere cold. You want to visit it. I want to visit. Oh yeah, for sure, for (laughs) sure. I mean, that's we live in Florida for. Goodness sake. Yeah. And today it's like in the mid 70s here, just a couple of weeks before Christmas. Yeah. So you mentioned the Christmas market that we went to last night. We were able to wear sweaters and jackets, but it wasn't cold by any means. Like it was very comfortable. Like they didn't even have to have heaters out or anything like that, which just made it so pleasant. But you're right. Like today during the day, it's like muggy weather for December. Mm, I don't know. It's really nice outside. So I'm not complaining. Well, let's talk about our list that we've compiled. And this is a list that has locations that we've both gone to, as well as some locations that we have on our bucket list of places that we want to go. Yes. And we also have a unique experience. So Scott's birthday is actually nine days before Christmas. And so for the past several years, we've tried to squeeze in one last trip for his birthday. Because I guess when we first got married, he always talked about like just feeling like Christmas was always like your birthday and Christmas, your birthday and Christmas. And so I think for me, I've always wanted to just like separate that. My birthday's in July. And so I 
complete opposite experience, right? And so I just have always wanted to like let him have a like a birthday experience. So it also doesn't hurt and it's a trip and I get to do it too. So like bonus prizes for me, but And so for a few of the locations that we're gonna talk about today, there are specific podcast episodes that we've done and we go into depth about these locations. So you can go back and check those out and call those out, link to them in the show notes. But then a few of them are just places that we're going to cover at a high level. And maybe we'll come back with a full episode at some point in the future. Yeah. And so then if we do that, we'll, we can definitely go back and link those. So even if we don't mention it now, if you're listening to this in the future, you can just check out those show notes and then those will have the clear links for you to explore some of the other destinations as well. So I also wanted to mention that a few of these trips, though, weren't specifically like designed around your birthday either. Like you've had some work trips like late in December, early, like late in November, early December that we've done and then right after Christmas in early January. But since Christmas decorations are already or they're getting ready for Christmas during those times, we've gotten to experience like what Christmas is like in some of those towns too. And it's not just Christmas. I mean, we're talking about the full winter season. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's true. That's true. Yes. So help me understand real quick. Uh, We have a list here. How are these? How is this list sorted? Is it just random? In no particular order. Okay. Not in order of when we've taken them. It was just the way we put it. I don't know. No particular order. In no particular order. Okay, so we shouldn't be counting backwards to get to no, number one. No, these are not, these are definitely not ranked or rated or anything like that. Well, then knowing that, let's get started with number one. We have on the list New York City, New York. Why do you think this is such a great place to visit during the winter? So, this is a place where, like I was mentioning, I guess in our intro, is that might be chillier in the wintertime. It's not always necessarily freezing cold, but like prepare for the weather because it can be very, very hot in the summer, which makes it miserable. Plus, you're going to have a lot more people visiting in the summertime when kids are out on vacation and stuff like that. So I would say probably like for winter, my choice for New York would be to visit sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas or right after Christmas, right? Because then you will have either the Thanksgiving parade, which we have had the privilege of getting to see that one year, or you'll have like all the things about Christmas. So we actually got to visit one year when they did the tree lighting at Rockefeller Center. We didn't actually go like when they were lighting the tree because it was just like crowds and crowds of people, right? And so it's, I mean, it's like dark and then that comes on. So, okay. So we said, well, let's wait until they light it and then we'll go down there. And because you could see they had like all the streets blocked off. And so that was just neat to see it the first night that it was lit. But then you also have the store displays and the store windows. Um, You have the special shows like for the Rockettes and the New York City Ballet, right? The The Nutcracker. Nutcracker. And then Mm -hmm. also one of the things that I got to do because you were working is, and that I would highly recommend, is going to the Botanical Gardens and see the holiday train display. Get tickets for that ahead of time. But that is just a fantastic, very famous, very popular thing. It actually runs from the middle of November all the way to the middle of January. So you've got about a couple of months to do that, but highly recommend that. And you can take the train, you know, up there to see that. So it's definitely easy to get to. So of course the gardens aren't blooming and stuff like that, but if the weather is mild, which it was fairly mild the day I was there, because I actually wandered the gardens too, but that is something 
that's something to see. Yeah, and I think the window displays at Christmas time are really neat to go and see as well. That's a that's a tradition that dates back many years and that they continue to carry on today. Yeah, so like Macy's and any of those and then down Fifth Avenue. Like that's just something that you're not going to experience like a lot of places. So, um All right, so New York. Got one down Vale Beaver Creek. I guess, you know, really we're talking about the Colorado Rockies there. Yeah, so we called out Vale Beaver Creek specifically because those are the places that we have spent. We've also spent some time as we talk about in episode 35 at Steamboat Springs. But when we went to Vale and Beaver Creek the last time, it was just into January. We went right after Christmas. So a lot of things were still, you know, Christmas lights and like wreaths and bows and stuff like that. But then just for the winter. I mean, so if you love to ski, right? And then especially if you're in a, you know, a warm destination, we highly recommend this location because, right, you have easy all the way to moderate slopes, ski school, the warm chocolate chip cookies at the end of the day. And so that's just a special experience. And then also getting to experience fail. So have taken a day off of skiing and get to walk around in the town and enjoy the sh- shops. Um, definitely eat at Alpenrose German restaurant. If you can get a reservation, I think it's just walk-ins at lunch, but reservation for dinner. If you want to have the fondue, you can eat in one of the, what do you call them? The ski lift cars that they have out there. Gondolas. That's Yeah, gondolas for just a unique experience. So So this is going to be a place where you're going to go mainly for the winter sports. It's beautiful, very scenic, but most likely if you're going to go out here, it's going to be for the winter sports like skiing, snowboarding, those type of things. Yeah. So if people in your group want to do that, but then there's also plenty to do, right? For people who don't, shopping and restaurants and relaxing in the hotels and the lodges and they had ice skating and uh, different things too. But it's, it's just, it's so beautiful. All right. Well, let's move on because we've got a few. Number three, Palm Springs, California. Now, this was a place that we went one year for my birthday. We did. And sometimes we just want to go stay somewhere warm. And so Palm Springs is famous for its hot springs, its stylish hotels, golf courses. It's a great place for relaxation and sunshine. So we did a couple of things that were unique to that, that we would suggest. So now going out there, there's lots of places that you could fly in and out of. So it just kind of depends on you know, where you're coming from and the availability of different flights. But we flew in and out of LA and I had never been to Disneyland. Um, I know, I think there was an episode recently where you talked about um, trying to get to Hawaii and getting bumped because your mom worked for Delta. And so Disneyland was always Scott's consolation prize. I had never been though. And so we flew in one evening. And so then the next day we got to go to Disneyland and it was just, that was so fun for me, even though it was for his birthday, he was excited to get to do that as an adult and to go with me as well. So I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it because, you know, I kind of had those childhood memories of always going there when we couldn't go to Hawaii, when we get bumped off the flight or whatever. And, but I just remember absolutely loving it as an adult and going out there and seeing it, you know, through adult eyes and and uh, just really soaking everything in. I think it was, you know, a great place to go and visit. So another place. So definitely, you know, spend some time. And it could be that you just want to go out there and just completely relax, right? Spa, golf, 
that kind of thing. But there's lots of opportunities for sightseeing, hiking around that area too. And another place that we got spent one day was at Joshua Tree National Park. So that's an easy day trip from Palm Springs, Palm Desert area to explore in December and the wintertime, I guess I should say, is a great time to explore that because Joshua Tree would be so hot. I mean, that's in the middle of the desert, right? And so is Palm Springs. So that area would be so hot in the summertime. But so the winter is a great time to explore that area. Yeah, they kind of scare you before going in because they talk about how much water you need to take with you, right? In case something happened and you need to have all this water. And so, you know, <laughs> I think we stopped and bought out a store's water section or something and put it in the rental car. But, you know, going out there, it was absolutely gorgeous. The The weather was so nice. And like you said, you could go out and explore and kind of hike around in some of the areas and it wasn't just miserable. Yeah. So highly recommend Palm Springs in the wintertime for sure. And just exploring the, if you're not familiar, just like the quaint downtown, right? Um, I don't know. It's not called, it's not Art Deco. It's just like retro vintage, right? It has a yeah. retro vintage look to the storefronts and stuff like that in that Palm Springs area. So, well, and then we were also, since that area is popular, well, California, if you think of wine and stuff like that, we still at that time were like looking for different kinds of bourbon because it was like when the bourbon shorted. So we were going to all the different liquor stores and looking for that. But by that time, like they had all yeah, they had caught already, on to that, caught on to that craze. So, well, let's hop across the coast, a couple of cities now on the East Coast, starting with number four, Savannah or Charleston. Yeah, so if you, so coastal cities, just more of a feel for like a coastal Christmas. And these historic cities, like people just decorate their homes, right? And the hotels just decorate so nicely at Christmas time. But then like going on through the winter, you're just going to be able to experience just a milder climate, right? If you're from somewhere that's really cold, kind of escape that cold and then not have the crowds as well. And then also for Savannah and Charleston, you won't have all the bugs that you experience in the summertime and you could probably throw saint augustine in on this list as well oh yes absolutely saint augustine so any of the time in the winter of course like i mentioned at christmas time you're going to just have like the decorations and enjoy that and i would say for those cities like try to find like a local more of a boutique hotel maybe that's historic right that's been restored or find a bed and breakfast or something like that to really get that experience. And then definitely, you know, go out and look and find a walking tour of the city to get just a little bit of that history of the city there while you're there. Yes, absolutely. We always recommend that, right? So then you just like you meet a local and you can get some really good information and then also recommendations of other things to do and places to eat. So we would recommend trying to always book those like on the front end of your stay. Yeah. And then no surprise at number five, Amelia Island in Florida. That's where we live. And there are just so many reasons we love living here on Amelia Island. The Christmas market that they call Dickens on Center that's going on right now is, you know, it just reminds us of the the culture that we love here on this island. It's a small island. It's a small town. But yeah, they seem to be able to do really big things. Yes, they do. So starting really the day after Thanksgiving, 
There's a big uh, pajama, like wear your pajamas to downtown, shop small. There's lots of music going on, Santa Claus, lots of fun things then. And then typically the first weekend in December, you are going to have like the Christmas parade. Unfortunately, that got canceled last week because we actually had a tornado warning. So that was unfortunate. But then the second weekend in December, and this is what you really want to mark your calendars for, is the Dickens on Center. It's Christmas market. Um, like they start on Thursday night with like a lighted parade. They've been doing a drone show the last couple of years. Have lots of entertainment, storytelling on the stage, singing and dancing and Santa Claus and lots of activities for kids. And of course, the market where you can support small vendors, the restaurants. But even just through the, you know, the winter when it's gray and cold in so many areas of the, the U.S. or even around the world, this is a great time to come and visit Amelia Island. It's nice. It's going to be not usually not cold we have maybe a week of cold weather but it's going to be nice weather matter of fact i joke with all my friends you can play golf year around here easily and so this is a place where you can come and and visit there's lots of things to do from a historic perspective we've got a old fort here a spanish fort on the island that was converted into a U.S. military fort during World War II, I think. And so just tons of history. You can go to the beach. You're probably not going to want to get in the water. Our water temperatures are do get a little bit cooler during the winter. But you can definitely go out to the beach, enjoy the beach for the day, soak up some sun, play a little volleyball, do all those things during the winter. Yeah. And a couple of things to think about. So like you mentioned, playing golf year round, but it is hot in the summer, right? We have lots of opportunities to ride bikes, but again, it's hot in the summer. And so experiencing Amelia Island in the wintertime is going to give you an opportunity to do that throughout the day, right? When it's not mm -hmm. quite so hot, but then we do have distilleries, cideries, breweries, like take your pick. There's lots of places. And so episode 14, we talk about Amelia Island, and then we have some links there to our guide, which we are constantly updating with new things that are coming and things that have changed and then events that are happening as well. So, And there's still so much that we haven't done here on the island yet. I had made a comment on a, a Facebook post just recently. Someone was asking about you know, different things to do on Amelia Island. So I posted our guide and then someone rightly wrote back and said, you should add the Amelia Island Visitor Center and Museum to that. And I was like, 100%. I absolutely agree. It's on our list of things to do. We just haven't done it yet. And, you know, it's funny as we just talked about, take a tour when you go to Savannah or Charleston, like your first day. And that is something that we have not done here. And there are is the opportunity to do that. And we actually met someone last night. It's been one of those things that like we have intended to do, right? So we met someone last night who said, oh, my friend does these, gave us his card. And so we're definitely going to reach out to him and just make that a priority too. And can I say the sunsets recently have just been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And again, no bugs. So that's a plus, right? It's not a million degrees. Um, and then also... 
for New Year's Eve, now it's not at midnight, but for New Year's Eve, we have a shrimp drop. Yeah. Now they don't drop real shrimp, but <laughs> they jump they drop the jumbo shrimp and just remember is we have a lot of older population here on the island and they got to get them home. Yeah. And so then for kids. So yeah, so that's a, that's a great. So there's lots of things that you will enjoy so much in the wintertime. And the music scene here is phenomenal. And so what better time to enjoy some outdoor music than when the bugs aren't biting you and it's not 100 degrees. Yeah. And I will point out that, though, if it is, if it does get cold, like give it a day or so and it's probably going to warm back That's up true. again. So, All right. Well, let's keep going because uh, we'll end up doing another whole episode on Amelia Island if we don't. At number six, London, England. So we've actually visited London several times in either January, so right after the holidays or a little bit later in the winter time. And what is it they always say in the UK? There's no bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. That's and so right. that that just think of that as your mantra. But honestly, I think the only time that was like really cold or pretty cold was when we went in January, but it wasn't like absolutely miserable, right? So because again, London is a place where if you wear appropriate clothing, appropriate shoes, um, and you're going to be in and out of you know, the train stations and stuff like that. And honestly, sometimes like you'd not only completely thaw on the tube, like you'll actually like bake. Melt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we had a chance to visit a few years ago, right after Christmas. The ice rinks were still going strong. The holiday decorations were still up. So even if you can't make it for December, early in January, you'll experience that. But again, the crowds you will see or have in London in the summertime are just not going to be there. And so you will experience get to experience it when it's not quite so crowded. And if you think about like late winter, you start to see those late winter blooms come. And there's so many gardens just in public parks and stuff too in London. And they just love their flowers where that's going to be a real treat. I think the one thing that I do hear from our friends that live in London, though, is you just have so many months of gray skies during the winter. And so be prepared for that if you're trying to escape the gloomy gray skies of, say, Ohio or Michigan or something like that. You may not want to run off to London to, to try to escape that. Yeah. So I would say maybe definitely if you can, like the holiday season. But we, we have had the opportunity to enjoy, you know what? I think, too, for us, we always say sometimes it feels like an anomaly because one of the reasons we say we're the sunshine travelers is because we, though, then have experienced blue skies in, you know, in those off months. You know, last year we got to go out to Hampton Court Palace during the Tulip Festival. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's basically wintertime, right? Or the very end of wintertime. Gorgeous. Um, we've gotten to wander the parks when those start to bloom. We've done Kew Gardens like in the very late winter. So it really just depends. So maybe maybe late winter for that. And then you don't have the heat. I mean, it can, it can end up being very hot in London in the summertime. And if you end up in a place without air conditioning and you have the crowd, like that can be very miserable. So that's why I would say London is a good destination. could be a good destination for wintertime. And we'll be back there around the same time next year. Right. And so if you want to know more about London and all the things that we love about London, recommendations for London, check out episode five. Yeah. There's just not enough time to dedicate to London. There's so much there. 
So number seven, San Diego, California. So I think San Diego, California was one of the first opportunities that we were able to start traveling for your birthday. You had actually gotten to go for work and had mentioned how much you enjoyed the town. So we went for a long weekend and stayed near that um, gas lamp district, right? So we could enjoy like walking around and seeing that and going to some of the restaurants there. But we actually rented a car and got to see the San Diego Zoo. And then, of course, again, so a lot of times these are going to be like reference for December, which they have, you know, a lot of those holiday things because that's when your birthday is. But that's a great place to go with the Christmas decorations and, and with Christmas things, too. And then also just renting a car and going to La Jolla and seeing driving that coast. And again, if you are from somewhere cold, that's going to give you just a break from that bitter cold. Yeah. And now that's one of the joys of doing these episodes is I had totally forgotten about that until started reading through and thinking about this and that trip. And, you know, when you were mentioning the, the gas lamp district, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. And it's just something that I had totally forgotten about. So um, add that to your list. Definitely have places to go, things to see. Now let's add another warm location. And this time we're going to talk about, for number eight, Fort Lauderdale and Miami, Florida. Now we kind of bundle those two together because realistically they almost merge into one another. Yeah, they're so close. So first, let's talk about why we went there. So several years ago, we went to a college football bowl game that was taking place on New Year's Eve. And the stadium where that was happening, even though it was like Miami, I guess it's called Miami Gardens, right? It's where their big stadium is. But really, it's North Miami, right? Almost going into Fort Lauderdale because you're right like they're so close together so I mean that's a good thing to note too is that you could fly into either of those so typically just like look at what's cheapest especially if you're renting a car I guess like if you're you know getting an Uber that might get kind of expensive unless it offsets the cost but just be aware that those those places are so close together but this even though it was like okay this bowl game is in Miami it really was closer to Fort Lauderdale and so we stayed closer to Fort Lauderdale went into Miami for the day but again that South Florida winter weather is so much warmer than where we are in the North Florida, right? So you're going to even have way warmer weather down there. Yeah, and you might even have warmer water temperatures as well. So it's it's realistic that you might be able to enjoy getting in the water during the winter down in South Florida. So I would say in these areas, make sure that you check out the old vintagey historic neighborhoods and hotels and things like that to really get the vibe the art deco in miami yeah, and the classic hotels in that's what i was about to say is there's definitely a lot of art deco in miami yeah and then just some of the classic hotels in fort lauderdale and some of the smaller areas to just get a really feel so again look for boutique hotels that are older or, you know, bed and breakfast in like more of a historic district as well. And you're going to be able to get a great Cuban sandwich in Miami as well. For sure. All right. Number nine, Walt Disney World, Florida. So if anyone knows how to do Christmas, it's this magical place. Okay. So from the parks to the resorts to Disney Springs, there's just more trees than you can even count. 
We like to go and just resort hop as well because you've got a different theme for for decorations and trees that matches the theme of the resort. And then you've got gingerbread houses. So then through the right after Christmas is the festival of the holidays or through Christmas really is going to be your festival of the holidays at Epcot. And that's really a must do with the candlelight processional. That includes the narration of the Christmas story and the mass choir and orchestra and, of course, the candlelight processional. And so that's a tradition that actually Walt Disney began, and they began that in the 60s at Disneyland. And so then from there, it's just a fun place to be to ring in the new year as well. Now, just be prepared during that, those two weeks, right, you're going to face a little bit more crowds. But then after that, through January, February, Orlando can be a really great place, again, to go to escape some of the cold. Now, they are kind of like us, right? You can get some cold weather, so just plan your trip and then just be aware and watch that forecast. But like we had one day, we were there in January last year, and we had one day where we woke up to like 24, and it probably wasn't that cold, 30 Maybe. So we bundled up or whatever. But literally by that afternoon, well, let me back up. The day before we had been in the swimming pool. Okay. We woke up to 30, bundled up hats and stuff like that. Um, by the afternoon, it was warm and then it was warm. So, you know, they sell lots of sweatshirts and caps and stuff like that if you aren't prepared. But again, that's kind of like us, like it's not going to last long. So that can be a great time. Um, there's a couple of times, like watch a couple of those weekends. They, they've got some run Disney events. You've got a couple of holidays in there where it might be busier, but typically like that is going to be a great time to have mild weather, right? Because again, in Orlando, you're going in June, July, and August and it is hot, but you go in January and February, early March, it can be really nice. Yeah. So we covered Disney in great detail, There's three different episodes, depending on what kind of traveler you are, whether you're traveling with children, you're traveling as adults, or you're traveling with senior adults. So go back and listen to episodes 15, 16, and 17, and we cover Disney ad nauseum. So I think you can get as much information as you need about Disney from those. All right. So let's talk about three places then that are on our winter bucket list yeah so these are the places that we have not been to yet they're places that we keep seeing people post reels about we keep getting ads about maybe some of our friends are there and going to these places and so in number 10 is lapland finland And so I didn't even know that this even existed until a couple of years ago our friend was talking about And they live in the UK. And so they're like, oh, we're going to Lapland. I think they're there right now. Or they were there last week. Yeah, or just there. Yeah, I've been seeing all their pictures. And so it's like Lapland. It's like, okay, what's Lapland? And it was like, you don't know about Lapland? Okay, so let's explain Lapland. It's the home of Father Christmas. So this was also funny, too, because we say Santa Claus, right? So I love that, Father Christmas. So just a winter wonderland experience, right? Snow-covered landscapes, a chance to meet Father Christmas, various Christmas-themed activities like the reindeer. Real-life reindeer. 
Yeah. Maybe a chance to see the Northern Lights and yeah. 2024 is supposed to be a good time to see that. 2024 so, and 2025 are predicted to be great opportunities to see the Northern Lights. Yeah. And that's just such a special place for him. And he's got small children that they go every year. But I know that we would absolutely love it. So Lapland, Finland is definitely on our bucket list for winter. Yeah. Maybe we need to take the grandkids with us and go to Lapland. Number 11, the Christmas markets in Europe. Yeah, so that's another one that we've been seeing everybody's pictures. We've known quite a few people to go. We actually had some friends of ours who were like, hey, do you want to go to Vienna like right after Thanksgiving? But like they were doing like a three day trip. And I'm just like, I was like, let's do it. I know. Scott was like, let's do it. And it's hard to go that far for that short of time. So maybe regret not doing that. Well, we ended up going on our cruise anyway. So we did. So that's definitely. That's definitely on our list to do. I have seen lots of people talk about like either staying in that town. So like in particular, like she was driving in difficult to find a place to park and, you know, enjoy it. So if you're staying there, you know, it's not quite as big of a deal. But her recommendation was to look at one of the river cruises. So they do have the Christmas market river cruises and looking to see if that would be an option, right? Because then that just, you get to experience lots of little towns without all the hassle and the stress of moving places and, you know, just get off the boat and enjoy. So my company has offices in Paderborn, Germany. And just this past week, they did a meeting at the Christmas market there in Paderborn, And so they invited people from all these different teams across the company come together and go to the Christmas market and enjoy a cup of Glühwein. Yeah, that's amazing. Paderborn, we have had the opportunity to go not that time of year, a little bit later. And Paderborn is just such a cute little town, a cute mid-sized town, I guess. But you can see in that like downtown historic area how neat that would be for a Christmas market. We've got several friends that did Christmas markets through Germany this year and sent pictures and oh my god they were just absolutely amazing and so i'm i'm just gotta get high on our list of things to go and do and they had unprecedented snow that's true as well so which i think did cause some you know travel disruptions but figuring out how to make the best of it so that's right never let a travel disruption ruin your travel just to change it a little bit Right. And then the last one, number 12, is Banff in Canada. And so that's been on our list. Of course, we've talked about skiing, but that's somewhere where we like to go and enjoy some of the winter sport options there. We've seen, we've heard, like small town charm, you know, even though it has become such a popular tourist destination, but just kind of small town charm to either see just the snow and enjoy that during the winter, of course, for us you know, escaping, a, not escaping, but, you know, we don't have snow here. So we, en- we enjoy that for a short period of time. So, so of those, it's definitely gonna be hard to choose which one for next year. Not for Scott. He's uh yeah, I think you could tell which one he's leaning toward. So many cherished memories in this list of places that we visited during the winter months. I did think of one more place that we have to visit during our winter months, which is Antarctica. Do you think any of our listeners would be interested in joining us on that trip? Drop us a note. Let us know. We're always inspired by your feedback. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll find some inspiration to help you with your travel journeys. 
please consider going on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. The more five-star reviews we have, the more likely we are to be featured and discovered by others. Make sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast to be notified of new episodes as they are released every Tuesday. You can find us on Instagram at Sunshine Travelers Podcast. And remember that's travelers with one L. And most importantly, share it with your friends to help them catch the travel bug. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companion.